0: sponsored by the Donleyre Ratdown local enterprise office. You're listening to Business Eye with Joe Dalton and Simon Hague.
1: Welcome to another week of Business Eye. Yes. We are in lockdown. A lot of people are feeling very frustrated. A lot of people are working from home and we're discovering that working from home for different people means different things. A lot of people that have small children under the age of five may find it difficult. Then other people that have teenagers that are working from home. Some people are saying that they missed the break between work and home life where they jump in the car and they'd have that downturn where now when they finish their shift in work, they're straight into the family, straight in working with the kids. Some people find that they're working longer. We also know that a lot of companies are considering maybe keeping a lot of their staff at home. So on this week, I have a selection of guests who are going to talk about how their businesses are growing or coping in this period We know that the government has a strategy, uh, a step-by-step strategy, which is going to release us all out bit by bit. Some businesses are not going to open for a couple of months. Some businesses are going to open right away. But people are questioning. People are asking questions politically, economically, our health system. Everything is being asked at the moment, which is quite good because we're slowing down. And when people start asking questions, we solve problems. So, again, as I say, grab your coffee, grab your coffee and sit back and let's listen to what our guests have to say today. So today I have Colin Harris. Colin is a Managing Director of VIP Recruitment and he also is a co-founder of Ireland Together. I want to speak to Colin today about recruitment, about HR and what, organisations are doing at the moment and what are they planning to do moving forward? Are they going to downsize? Are they going to keep their staff at home? And I believe that Colin would probably be one of the best people to speak to in Dublin about this. Colin, how are you?
0: I'm very good, Joe. Yourself? I'm good.
1: I'm good. I've had my coffee. I've my Cornish pasty. I've, I've got the, uh, the, the studio all to myself. So yeah, things are, things are happy. Happy in Dublin South FM.
0: There you go. That's
1: what's needed. It indeed, Colin. I was just saying there, just introducing you about um, big changes going on in HR uh, and going on with a large organisations. Are you seeing this at the moment? Are you seeing people looking to downsize their premises in Dublin? What is what is the mix of what's going on in your industry?
0: Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of things happening. Much uh, let's say majority of my clients will be in the SME sector, but I do work with some larger organisations as well. And there's definitely been consideration and talks about reducing office sizes. I uh, suppose there there's been a big. Uh, I suppose previously you're looking at offices and they've been crammed in a lot of places, so with the new distancing side of things we're going to have to see offices reducing numbers so there's been a mix of companies deciding on whether they will be able to try and get certain teams completely working remote uh, there's talks of doing shift work almost uh, where week on week off people commit the office or work from um, home but there's definitely been talks as well of, of the larger, some larger companies you know considering reducing their office sizes overall I suppose cut the cost on rent they're realising now it's working so why should they be paying for an office for 500 people in the city centre when they can reduce it right now
1: there's two elements to it as well one is what the benefits that the employer will see and then there's the benefits of what the employee will see and the mix between what's going to work and what's not going to work yeah are these questions that are being thrown up on the table at the moment
0: it is as well. So, majority of companies are quite careful about that. Uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's some who just want to make it a decision that that will suit themselves better. But I think overall, what you are seeing is companies taking into account the employees there, they're doing a lot of uh, talking with the employees to make sure that it does suit. Um, you know, uh, there, there's always, there's you know, for, for people working at home, you know, if there's kids and, you know, he may not have the space. You know, a lot of people are living in apartments and it could be full. So you can't get the proper work ethic or the work base there for the person. So I think companies are considering each individual's situation uh, when they're offering work from home. So I think what they will be able to do is really put it out there as an optional to, to see who really wants to take it on. And I think based on that, then they can decide on what kind of level. But I think, it definitely it as well a lot of employees like a mix now I think it's going to be very difficult to get a, a full work from home people enjoy getting into the office as well get a bit of banter uh, it, you know it's, it's what a lot of people they're talking about culture in, in organizations right now and it's very difficult for a company to have their culture working while people are everyone's working remotely. So it's, it's it's new ways of having to look at
1: it. Yeah, and it's it's you know I think at the end of this if they put out a flag and say who wants to work at home everybody will go no and they'll all run to the others. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I think it is going to be partially for that to begin with, uh, yeah. but uh, I, I think it there's also a fear though. Uh, a lot of people are, are fearing going back to work. I, I was only having a conversation this morning. I, I'm also involved in a networking group. And one of the conversations we had this morning is that there is a real fear of people now going back into work. Uh, there's also a fear of, you know, during this, these times of the last month or two, the, for example, of salespeople, you know, their targets have been dropped drastically. But now it's, things are going to be put back up there. So there's a real fear on employees' side of, of things getting back to normality.
1: Do some, some employees fear that they, they're, you know, the imposter syndrome? Do they feel they haven't been performing, which is okay because everything has stopped in a way. Um, we know that um, some people are working longer hours and they feel that there's a lot of pressure. Are you finding these, this in your conversations as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what you are finding is it's, you know, the world has pretty much stopped. You know, there, there's still certain areas and sectors that are still going on, uh, generally online media space is still quite busy. Everyone wants to be online right now, so you know those web development and so on are are really busy. Um, but there's there is that you know as I mentioned, salespeople you know they they haven't really been able to sell, um, and, and there's the concern now that companies are going to start needing to demand certain figures and you know, the, the the fear is not that they can't do the job, it's that it's just the the activity level is not still available fully for people. So there's definitely that where, where you know, if if the economy hasn't picked up enough, it's just not going to come through.
1: What about HR managers? We know that HR managers rely on the culture of an organisation and, you know, speaking to people and monitoring. How yep. is there? In how's the HR industry going to adapt to possibly the way things will change for the next year or so?
0: Yeah, uh, look, I suppose I've been talking to a lot of HR managers during this time. I I do HR consultancy as well, uh, and I act as outsourced HR for a number of companies. And those businesses, I suppose, when when things kicked off, I was really helping do putting people on short time or putting people into redeployments into various other areas. Um, but I think some of the or a lot of the HR managers that I've been talking to have really been playing a bit of a blinder as well. They've really sort of opened their eyes and let's say are, have adopted or been very open to trying anything to keep the communication lines between the employees and the company. And, um, you know, there's it's it, 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 it's exceptionally difficult, uh, and I, you know, there's no other way to, to talk about it. It's exceptionally difficult to keep a culture when people are, are, are missing. Um, you know, there's uh, someone I do quite a bit of uh, work with in a great organization, a or company, Capital and Consulting, uh, Jeff and Mindy in there. Yeah. Uh, and I know they're working with a particular company, a large organization, who, you know, and their big thing is working with the leadership teams and working with developing and building the teams out. And they've had to work with them and see how they can work and create this culture. Uh, they, the company, are now really embracing the work from home side of things, because there there is ways and tricks of doing it as well. But it's just it's very dependent on each individual, base, each individual company.
1: It is, and as you know, I've been working from home from a, a long time, so for me, yeah. it's just like second nature. But what I'm also realising as well is when I'm speaking to a lot of people and. I'm ordering a lot of stuff online and I'm working on it through it this way. I'm finding that some organizations where they're falling down is their customer service. Um, Okay. We can understand that if they're waiting for something delivery or someone's to, you know, call out because of COVID-19, we, we can't do that, but it's the simple processes of following through after you've had that conversation on online. Like I've had a couple of occasions where I've, spoke to people, they said yeah we'll get that organised and then I've kind of went okay this isn't happening and I've had to put it in a call and it's fallen between the cracks and that's for large organisations that yeah. I, I'm, I'm, even though everyone's going this is great they still need to sort out their teething problems
0: Absolutely, look if people are companies are, are being forced to create whole new processes uh, and that's in every department, uh, it was difficult enough to get departments talking to each other when they were in the offices, uh, now you know, as you can imagine, no one being in, in the same offices to get the different departments really communicating properly is, is really, it's critical to ensure they're doing it. And there, There's another person that I, I do some works with, uh, Scott McGinnis of Inspiring Change. He, he specialises in internal communications. Um, you know, he works with a lot of the HR teams to, to talk to. One is to get. All of the employees on board and working well together, and um, so you know things like that of just getting the communication right to get the buy-in from the staff yeah. to, to be able to do their job, but also they need to be given the right tools and the right technologies, etc., to be able if they are working from home to be able to conduct their jobs properly. I think uh, the you know
1: I I think the biggest thing what we're learning is that uh, broadband is failing. Us around the country, okay. In the cities, it's grand, but if you look at the people who are in outside the cities, it's failing. Um, yeah. and that is something that need, really needs to be looked at. Like I know, really? I know, in even in toward world countries, they have better, like the Philippines, they have better internet service than us in rural areas than we have in rural areas.
0: Yeah. No, I I would believe it. We are certainly lacking in it. You know, even in in the city, you know, Virgin recently had uh, a bit of a, a crash on their system, and there was a sort of rolling blackout for it, uh, and people really realised then how much we're reliant on it. You know, it disappears for half an hour, we're, we're crippled.
1: Yeah, it's and it's it's even that. What I'm seeing as well, which is quite scary, people are relying on the big four social media platforms, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, and they seem to be, you know, the ones that everyone's relying on. Is that a good thing or a scary thing as well? Because you know what what, what's, what people are talking about and you know, censorship and everything. It's 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 strange what we're starting to depend on. And How, here's a question, how can we run our businesses if broadband went down for a week?
0: (laughs) A very difficult question to answer.
1: Yeah. I
0: I don't think it would be possible a lot of the time. Um, You know, if if we can't get out there and meet with people, we can't get out there uh, and advertise, is it back to the old days of taking the old yellow pages and making but calls, that's, yeah, you know, the, 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 that's, even if that's printed anymore, you know, it's, you know, the only way people find phone numbers now is by Googling it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: you know, I, I, I don't see a, a, a way for that most companies would be capable of, of continuing.
1: Scary, uh, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it is absolutely it's, it's critical infrastructure for the
1: country yeah definitely definitely but thank god we have phones that's it Do you know if, it. you could we ring mean, someone that knows someone that knows someone to get their number you know
0: well, well that's what it goes down to it's the old black book yeah uh, you know of uh, the contact yeah uh, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that but uh yeah. you know it, it, it definitely is you know we are going back to old school methods already Uh,
1: part of it well there it is colin as well like you're a great networker you like you and me we run occasional events and which gets people into rooms and gets them talking yeah i wonder how the dynamics of that is going to change um moving forward
0: yeah it's like i've i've taken part in a number of these online virtual networking events and look, it's it's what we can do right now. It's by no means as effective at all as they would be, but there are tools there. You know, I, you know, despite all of the security worries when it comes to Zoom, you know, look if you're not talking about company trade secrets, I don't see a major issue by creating a, an event and getting people talking on on, on the Zoom platform. But what I do really like and there's only something recently that I started using—is their breakout rooms
1: yeah it's Uh, great isn't
0: it it's fantastic you know so it does give that sense of smaller you know when you go to a networking event you've got the smaller groups of people breaking off for chat so it it definitely gives that uh, it's 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 what we can do right now it'll never replace i don't think the actual proper face-to-face no
1: look we're human we need it we we cry with it Uh, you know people do you can see even in the supermarkets, or you can see when you're queuing up, people are getting tired and people want an end to this, you know. Yeah. And the, you know, the novelty has worn off, as one would say.
0: Um, it, it has indeed, yeah, absolutely. And I was looking when I talk about you, you mentioned there one of the other things that I've just recently found was Ireland Together, yeah, uh, along with the uh, fellow great co founders there, which is Mindy Castle and uh, Joanne O'Connor and or sorry Louise O'Connor and Joanne Griffin and uh, I suppose what we're trying to do is create a sense of community within within that which is what people are missing right now and you know if you can't get out and talk to people at networking we want to create this sense of community we've got now it's been brilliant we've got about 350 members all idea behind it is peer-to-peer uh knowledge sharing it's uh people getting together and helping each other out, which is it really is back to the old school people used to do. People used to partner, you know, before we, we got involved in uh, the, the economy side of things of, of money, we would barter, And that's what we're doing here is you help me in one area and I'll help you in yeah. another area.
1: And that's what it's about. It's, you know, yeah. and I, I, I you know, we fully support you here at this, at the show as well. You know that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. really appreciate it.
1: Tell me, what do you see the future being for the recruitment industry and uh hr you
0: um, look for hr you, there's always going to be a requirement for hr Um now even more so never that you know if it is going into that remote working people in hr have to be on the ball even more so to make sure that things are are happening correctly it's, it's a whole new range of policies work from home policies procedures and so on but, but HR, I don't see a, a huge change in their role. They still are going to have to do majority of their role as it is now, um, albeit with little differences. Uh, recruitment is, is, at the moment, is, is taking a, a hit. Um, but I do see, as things are picking up, there is more positivity out there. I'm already seeing it myself personally, where I've had companies approach me to talk about doing various works for them. In in the coming, you know, four to eight weeks, uh, but that's where they they start seeing that they're just going to have to do something. But uh, I, I think overall, there, there might be change in the recruitment industry in the way it's done. Uh, I, just to be honest with you, I'm looking at alternative ways of offering a service um, to the old school. It's probably now is probably as good a time as any to look at making changes. Um, and you know, see, it, see where it, it goes. Exactly. It's worked for that many years, but I think there's always there's always opportunity for change. And when things have just have to start from from a standing start again, you may as well look at the change.
1: That's true. Colin, where can people catch you um, in recruitment there? Give us your, your details.
0: Yeah, so the website there is www.recruitment.vip and colin.recruitment.vip is my direct email. Um, and then, as you said, the Ireland Together, I, I'm on that as well. So just irelandtogether.ie. Check it out. It's 100% free for anyone to sign up to. So, so get on to it.
1: Thank you, Colin.
0: Appreciate that, Joe. Thanks very much.
1: Thank you. And yes, folks, that was Colin Harris, uh, who has shared some information with us just regarding the recruitment agencies and HR out there. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. There you have it, folks. My last guest was Colin Harris and we were speaking about HR and recruitment. I want to kind of still stay in this space and I want to speak to Kieran Rosen from FlexTime. Tyrone specializes in providing leading work flexible working, working staff and scheduling uh, and attendance systems.
2: Yeah, that's it. Tyrone, how are you? Not too bad, Joe. Good to talk to you this morning in our almost post-lockdown. or we're, we're, we're getting ready for post-lockdown, isn't that
1: it? Yes, and I think people are tired, people are fed up, um, yeah. and the different dynamics that's going on through the world and through yeah. people's heads are making yeah. us all look at what's going on out there in the world.
0: Yes,
2: yeah, and you know we have to look back, I, I remember my dad was in business for many years before me in Gents Retailing, lessons from Thomas Street, and he went through about six recessions and my grandfather was in the building business up in year and he went through several recessions and we got out the other side so we we'll do the same in, on this occasion
1: what I notice here is that people have money in their pockets and people yeah. I know that people are dying to spend like when they open up the hardware stores next week you'll see a fluctuation of people going into them um yes. you know hairdressers are going to be booked up there's there's so much money that people can't spend it they're still getting you know their their income or partial income you know people that have lost their jobs are getting the the pandemic and they can't spend all that at once and i think that's going to help the economy exactly my, well. my
2: very good friend michael holland doesn't volunteer harder and like denise they're actually uh, already starting to get back into all of this, and you know, again, people will will support local businesses and things like that. I'm sure. In,
1: Do you know in the time. local biz? Some local businesses have run out of paint. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On its exactly. so. And then they the to, and then yeah. the A and E will be full from everyone sticking nails in their hands, and you know. Mm. Chipping away, at or breaking a toe, or something, or so that yeah. that will all open up again as well. But look, yeah. Karen, tell me about your business, and tell me Very how you are. Good. Tell me how yeah. you are coping, what you are doing, and what right. you are planning to do moving forward.
2: Yeah, I often tell people. I remember once I stopped by the security police in Bristol Airport, just going about my business, you know, the usual, and they asked me what I did, and I said, "Well, actually, I've been doing time for thirty-five years." <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. So that for flex started back in 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 the 1980s. So we also have been through three or four different recessions, and this is a, this is the latest... Uh, challenge we've got just after we were, we were worrying about Brexit, etc. But, you know, our our work is around flexible working, so therefore we work with state bodies, semi-state bodies, private organisations, SMEs, you name it, and it's all in pursuance of offering staff a little bit of latitude around their working time, so it means that they can, say, not be stuck rigidly to a 9-to-5 or regime and can build up hours and work core periods of the day. And also very topically, and this is where we see that we're our time has come, excuse the pun, but yeah. our time has come in the sense that um, uh, flexible working, according to the Guardian newspaper this week, is going to be uh, very predominant in the workforce, actually as a result of COVID, because um, more and more people will want to remain working at home after this period. Now, obviously, some of us will be <laughs> delighted to get back to work after this, but, um, no, uh, to be serious, that they, uh, a lot of people will want to work from home. And that's where we, where we sit into the market. We we uh, help to facilitate that, uh, th- those sort of uh, working time schemes. And then the employees and the management use our system to record the time and, you know, check how many flexes they've got. You know, uh, is the person on maternity leave? Is he on maternity leave? Are they working? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, are they working? Exactly. Yeah. And our system actually just tells you if uh, your colleague is working, whether you're working, and just it's a communication
1: tool. At one but it's level. even a communication um, tool. Yeah. And, and here's something yeah. like I was just speaking about earlier. Do you know, I made some calls to some companies and I spoke to people in customer service and they said to me, OK, we'll get that sorted. And then I questioned later on why I haven't heard back. And then when I got in touch again, yeah. it wasn't a fact, do you know, it wasn't recorded or, do you know, there was a delay or something. Yeah. And, and so... I, with people flexi time and working now at home, I think mm-hmm. that we still need to, I think there's some iron still need to be worked out with some yeah. organizations about exactly. still providing a service for the client.
2: Exactly. But it's like a lot of things that have happened as a result of COVID. People have been forced into doing things, like, for example, now people are being forced into homework in our situation, and I'm sure in other business people have been forced to do certain things. So therefore, people would say, well, actually, I was very afraid of that. I didn't want my staff to be working at home for whatever reason. But now I see it's happening. It's not so bad. So maybe I can negotiate uh, that they work for a day or two days. In fact, the government are thinking of bringing in two days uh, working for the public service as part of the programme for government. But, uh, you know, um, management will still be nervous, and this is where we sit into the market. We try and stop people from being nervous. We provide a system which is like kind of a referee at a football match, that, whereby people key in and out and say, this is when I arrive. People don't have any problems about doing that because they're getting the payback of the flexibility. And meanwhile, management knows what's going on, and everybody's kept happy.
1: The other one as well, you know I heard during the week that someone said it would be perfect if we changed it from a seven day week to an eight day week and your <laughs> people worked four days. was that yourself to say the oh, yeah. I mean was it said so people worked yeah. four days and another set of people worked four days and, exactly yeah you know so I, yeah I think and also
2: it could be like it's already happening you know by default at home you know, the mum has to look after the kids in the morning because they can't get child madness for obvious reason. Dad looks after them in the afternoon. So therefore, they they, they, they work on split shifts effectively um, uh, at the moment. And so therefore, some of these things are happening naturally, whereas for years it took us ages to get people to, to want to do it and then to actually do it. Now, in certain instances, that they're starting to do it anyway. And we still have a, the role of actually being the honest broker, if you're like managing all of this for the company
1: you knew, and for
2: the organisation.
1: You yeah. knew your day would come. Huh? Exactly. The same. <laughs> you knew your day would come and that's it. Exactly, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And, and, it's, exactly. It, and here's the thing, what I like, like about it as well, Kieran. it's tried and tested. You've been doing it for over 30 years. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. It's it's people now who are going, let's test this, let's see if this works and how are yeah. we going to do it? you're you you you're taking the guesswork out of it and exactly. you you have a strategy and a system that is proven and tested and if they yeah. come to you they have a better insight and scratching their head going how's exactly. this going to work on And
2: it? for any doubting Thomas we've done loads of research we've researched death over the last 30 years which we can give you reams of evidence that shows that having this concept provides the employee with a good work-life balance so therefore they can look after their home life they can look after their you know reduced traffic Reduce stress, CO two emissions come down, etc. Yeah, yeah. uh, absence reduces, and importantly, staff retention is is improved by this because you've got a happier workforce.
1: How what do you what do you in your opinion do you feel needs to change? You know, I spoke earlier on that our broadband broadband around the country is screwed. Um, yeah. but what do you feel needs to change for us to really bounce back?
2: Yeah, definitely there needs to be more money put into broadband because, you know, it's the lifeblood of remote working. And really, if remote working is going to happen, it has to have, if you like, a highway in order for it to happen upon. So that's one of the many things that that needs to happen. Also, I think mindsets need to change, not just in what we're doing, but generally that people have to become a little bit more helpful to each other. And I think that's already happening. I mean, it's quite impressive what's gone on in Ireland in terms of the way everybody has reasonably conformed with a smile on their face. When I'm walking around, there doesn't seem to be any stress uh, up and down the roads. We we obviously can't go very far. But people are complying to what they've been asked to do for the greater good, and particularly the older people and the vulnerable people. So therefore, if we can continue that kind of spirit, if you like, as we get out of the lockdown, and into our business lives as well, people will be a little bit more, you know, conciliatory towards others. You know, it's, it's, it's the
1: way to go. Definitely. Definitely, indeed. And yeah. I think everyone is ready to get out of their house. You know? Exactly, yeah. Get out yeah. of their house. So.
2: And I'd <coughs> like to also like to thank my staff who are there, you know, working away. Like a lot of us are silently working from home in government departments and you know, semi-states, private organisations just quietly working away and keeping the flag flying for Ireland.
1: That's it, definitely. Kieran, where can people, if they want to sort of inquire about the systems that you have tried and tested and that are in place to help organisations with flexi-time and and for to build a more of a positive uh, reinforcement within their staff as well, where can they get you?
2: Yeah, uh, we're on the website, it is... Flextime www.flextime.ie to see what we do. If you want to talk to us, um, you can email, email us at info at flextime.ie or even email me, Kieran Rousem that's Kieran R O W S O M E. It's just spelled Kieran C I A R A N dot R O W S O M E at flextime.ie and the phone number is two six zero nine six eight zero and we're working away as normal and there is business going on uh, out there in, in our in our case obviously. Some of the companies have been pretty devastated, but hopefully we'll all support them in coming back.
1: Kieran Rosen, thanks for coming on to Business Eye.
2: My pleasure, Joe, and good luck with the show and good luck with your efforts and keeping the whole thing positive.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yes, folks, we had some interesting guests on there talking about HR, recruitment and flexi-time, working from home. My next guest is uh, in animation, and the reason why... I want to speak to them about animation is because we are so used to doing video. And I feel that at the moment, animation might have a bigger part, especially because if we have social distancing, that people now, instead of using videos, might decide to get their message across animation. So in that, saying, in saying that, I have Dylan Healy on the line from an animation company, Animation Explainers.
3: Dylan, are you there? Hello, Joe. How are you doing, man? How are you, man? How's things? How's life? Very, very good. Uh, Very sunny here on the Isle of Man today, so I can't complain.
1: Can't complain, indeed. Yes. Yourself and Aaron are running a lovely, successful business from Dublin. Um, And you are reaching to people around the world as well. So, look... As you you probably just heard me there talk about, you know, animation and how important I feel it's going to be moving forward. How's the mood in your business? How are you finding clients at the moment? Uh, What's the conversations out there with the world the way it is at the moment?
3: Sure. So I think um, myself and Aaron have been uh, pretty surprised, to be honest, Joe. Um, Like a lot of people, we were quite apprehensive and anxious coming into this COVID period um but you know two months in now we uh we see that a lot of people are, are you know they're they're busy planning they're busy executing things that maybe they didn't have time to do before the pandemic started so i think uh, a lot of the people that we're speaking to are using the covid period as a time of reflection and you know planning and uh, you know getting ready to get back on the horse when you know when business resumes as as normal so you know i think we can make a case that animation can be a part of that that strategy and making a case
1: that it's been part of the strategy do you see that it is it's going to be growing where even we see now on tv we see that you know there's animation ads coming out of is this? Is there a sort of like? I know you're hoping, but can you see then there's a sort of a shift on how people are looking at it, and how are you now developing the projects if people are all working remotely?
3: Sure. So, you know, I think the first thing to say, Joe, is that um, you know the way we work, um, we were we were quite you know well aligned and ready, you know, for for, for a pandemic like this. Uh, due to the fact that you know everybody that we work with works remotely themselves, so I think um, you know we can definitely capitalize on on that. Um, you know, in regard to the social distancing comment, I think uh, you'll what you'll see is and you've probably already seen it on television is there's a lot of campaigns that are using animation. Notably, Domino's UK and Ireland have started using an animated video very similar to the the work we do. So. I think the animation stuff we were doing was quite fringe and and you know maybe used online last year, but what we're seeing now is it coming to the forefront because people are starting to realise that it's very simple, uh, it's a quick process to come up with these animations, and you know people you know people can't be in a in a in a open space together filming anymore uh, for the time being until a vaccine is found. So I think animation can can certainly help. A lot of organizations, um, products and services, you know, in order to get that message across in a way that, you know, kind of abides with the, the social distancing rules during the COVID period. But, but you're also one of the, the benefits of yourselves is that you
1: a lot of your clients are, you know, around the world and you've been working with them remotely anyway. But so for yourselves, you have probably have adapted to this fairly quickly.
3: Yeah, I think um, you know. You know, I, I won't lie to you, Joe. I think we were we were quite shocked at you know when when this all started to you know kick off at the start of March. Um, like everyone, um, you get a bit spooked. Um, this is myself and Aaron's first business, um, and we just didn't really know what we were we were coming into. But um, you know, we did have to cut some costs, but we you know we kept the show on the road. We we kept bang of the drum we kept the same mantra that we have done for for a year or two now and um you know things things are going okay for us we recently you know signed a contract with UCD for um for a video project um which is obviously a great accolade and and a big name for us to have on the portfolio which is great but uh but there's a definitely an appetite and a demand out there Joe that I hope will continue throughout this period and uh, onwards throughout 2020. I think so. I really do. I think so indeed.
1: Dylan, where can people reach you if they want to inquire about animation to help promote their sure. business?
3: Sure. So you can catch me uh, at dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at Um And our website is www.animationexplainers.com. Thanks for the opportunity, Joe. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Dylan.
1: And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, folks. There you have it. We're speaking to a few people about their business. We spoke about animation. We've spoke about recruitment. We spoke about flexi time. My next guest, I want to speak about LinkedIn, because as we know, uh, we are all going online. We are all looking for new ways or ways that we can grow our own business. And I felt that it would be important to speak to someone who is an expert in LinkedIn, um, someone that can offer a service to help us all develop our own business and get leads and make those sales because that's the lifeblood of a company, apart from staff, of course, is making sales. So I have the LinkedIn lady online, Vicky Keenan. How are you, Vicky?
4: i'm great Joe. how are you
1: i'm very good i'm very good how are you in this world that we are living in
4: well i am fantastic um, as you know most of my networking is done over on linkedin so it's given me a great opportunity to really reach out to more and more people and build up um, more and more relationships and um, i think a lot of people are showing more empathy uh, at the moment during lockdown so it's a really great opportunity for businesses to take a step back and really look at their network and leverage it to the best of their ability
1: and do you know one of the things when i was speaking to you just before the call as well uh, mm. that you know you're a mother you're small children your husband's yeah. working at home as well so yeah. even though you are you know the expert in linkedin you're you're still a human being you know when you talk about you know compassion and empathy we we spoke about it how are you coping about with the small kids and the homework and splitting up the day how is that affecting you and your business
4: um i think things just take a little bit longer than they normally would and it's just adapting to a different routine so myself and my husband we we take turns in homeschooling the children for example now he's he's looking after the kids while I'm on this call with you. Um, so I shouldn't be interrupted. Um, so it's really just work, it's working together and finding, finding that balance that works for both of us. So we are pretty much both working full time. But definitely, it's just the way things are. Things are taking that little bit longer than they normally would. And it's just really adapting to that and accepting that that's just the way life is at the moment.
1: Do you know when I hear homeschooling, when people mention, you know what triggers me and goes into my mind? The little house and the prairie.
4: (laughs) oh not like that here i can tell you no (laughs) that's it
1: you know homeschooling and the ingles running through the down the hill do you remember that for for those people who know what little house in the prairie for those don't google it yeah but (laughs) uh yeah that's that's what i think about when when i think of homeschooling and you're right like it's different than that different dynamics for different people on it and Mm -hmm. i know that People are finding, and even ourselves, you know, something that you would take you a day to do can take you two days or three days. So these are the, the changes. But yeah. jumping apart from that, there's huge opportunities out there for people if they look. Yeah. And the is, yeah. and one of the things as well, which which yourself is is when people are looking, they look where do they go? And the business community we know is LinkedIn, and we call yeah. LinkedIn a Rolodex. It's finding those people, being able to do research, and have those conversations. So, yeah. what do you? What would you recommend? Look, like, give us a couple of tips. Um sure. I know you don't want to give everything away, but a couple of yeah, tips sure. of of what people can do to help them connect with people on LinkedIn?
4: Okay, so the first thing I'll say is, I don't know if most of the listeners are already on LinkedIn. I'm kind of assuming that most people are on LinkedIn. I would agree. Um, Yeah, and if you're on LinkedIn, the biggest thing that a lot of people don't do is they don't connect with the message. And when I say connect, that's just finding somebody that you want to actually reach out to on LinkedIn and hitting that connect button. You need to personalise the message because... It's now, now, more and more that people want to actually reach out. What's what's in it for me? Why should I connect back with you? So you need to give somebody a reason for connecting with you. And personalizing that message will go a long way in doing that. And the other thing I think works really, really well on LinkedIn is um, if you you want to actually follow somebody on LinkedIn, say, for example, Joe, that myself and yourself weren't connected. And I, wanted to, I, I saw you as an ideal client. I saw you as an ideal prospect. And I wanted to reach out with you, to you on LinkedIn. A great tip is to actually follow the person first on LinkedIn before connecting with them. And when you follow them on LinkedIn, you um, all of their content will pop up in your feed. And it gives you a great opportunity to engage with their content and really get to know them on a deeper level and know what issues they're having or anything like that. So when you actually... Reach out to connect with them. You can do it on a much deeper level and on commonality. And I guess the other thing I'd say is people with big networks, you know, back maybe when LinkedIn kind of was really starting off, people would actually go and just connect with everyone. I would say don't connect with everyone. You know, have a network full of people that you can help and that can help you. Um, there's really no point in connecting with people that can't help you so by doing by only connecting with people that you can help and can help you your content is actually going to become a lot more relevant to your network and will spread a lot more and they're going to be a bit controversial here and I would say to everyone they should go through their network and actually do a big purge and figure out if there's people in there that you know don't make sense or don't engage just get just
1: get rid of them just remove them yeah you know what? I, I looked at my linkedin profile there the other day and i realized mm. you know there was a, a, a amount of people in there that that don't engage and and you can look to see who hasn't engaged in 12 months on it or whatever and yeah you can sort of do that call on it um
4: yeah no no's um okay the big i want to give me one, yeah think-
1: give me one big no no
4: Oh gosh, I, I have a few. <laughs> okay, one big no no I people see and um, not making the best use out of the banner, which is, you know, I think it's defaulted to a color blue on LinkedIn. Um, you should actually use that real estate and put up a nice banner that you can go and create on LinkedIn. So that banner is just literally behind your profile image on on LinkedIn. You know, Joe, don't you? I do indeed, you
1: know. Yeah, I do.
4: Yeah. So it's great real estate. Free advertising. Oh, it's free advertising. It's the first thing people see when they go and look at your profile. So a lot of people don't make good use out of that. They'll put up a bit of a nonsense image or something that doesn't really make sense. So go and get a professional banner done if you want over on, you know, there's lots of outsourcing websites like Fiverr or even do it yourself over on Canva. That will be my biggest thing that people don't make the best use out of. And um, the other thing I'd say is your LinkedIn headline. Um, A lot of people put in something like CEO or business owner or something like that. If you're prospecting actively on LinkedIn and trying to really engage with your audience, what I would say is almost have a little mini elevator pitch in here. And my anatomy of that is I help X achieve Y so they can do Z. So really, really simple. So you're talking about the results that you give your your particular prospect or the people that are visiting your LinkedIn profile.
1: That's it. Solve the problem. Solve the problem. Solve
4: the problem. Exactly, exactly.
1: Hashtag LinkedIn Lady, if people want to check it on LinkedIn, I believe. Um, and yes. also, um, you have a free course as well to help people. I
4: do. I do. I have a free course. Um, if you guys want to come on over to LinkedIn, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Vicky Keenan. And then, of course, my website is vickykeenan.com. But I also have a free masterclass coming up on LinkedIn on the 14th of May at three o'clock.
1: Three o'clock. So, so you okay.
4: Can find that on my website. Register. You can register for it or connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'll send you the details.
1: So you have the free course, and then you're running a mastermind coming up on the 14th yeah. of May as well.
4: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Vicky,
1: great talking to you. Uh, you look, too. I know you're powering ahead. I know you're 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 working on some um secret stuff, secret sauce stuff in the secret. background as well that's that's yeah, that's yeah. coming and it's really going to um, th- 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 you know, you, you've, you've, over this time, you've been really testing some things, I um, have. to do on LinkedIn. I and I know that you've some great stuff coming ahead. So if anyone's out there, yeah. I recommend connect with you because what's coming down the tracks is going to be amazing. Going to be amazing.
4: That's exciting. Can't so wait.
1: Exciting. Vicky, thank you for coming on to Business Eye. And, yeah, uh, nice. look, you take care. Thanks, Joe. Take care. See you later. Bye. 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 And there you have it, folks. Yes, uh, some interesting guests on the show today Mm -hmm. talking about their business, talking about what they're doing. It seems that everyone that I'm speaking to is positive. They have a positive outlook. They can see the opportunities ahead. Like ourselves, we can see the opportunities here at Business Eye and the station where still playing music, we're interviewing and life is still going on remotely, but it's still going on. And if anyone is interested in out there about growing their business, developing their business and want to really look into more of a sales process and how they can sell, I also have a free online course and it is www.jdc.ie and you'll find the course there. All you need to do is share your first name and your email address and you will get, it's a four module of video that will get the mind working, getting you thinking about what you're doing and then getting you on that path to sales. As well. So, until next week, I'd like to thank our sponsors that is, the local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown. And I want to thank you, you, the audience, people that are sending us lovely messages. People are saying, look, love the show, keep on doing it. So, you know, we can't do this without you. So I thank you all very, very much. I hope you are keeping safe. I hope that yous aren't going insane out there as well. And things will change and things will change for the better. I do honestly believe that. Until next week, take care and have a super, super time.